0: And it all comes down to this, two on, two out, bottom of the ninth, the farmers lead by one, full count, here comes the play at the plate, and it's the Ag View Pitch!
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of the AgView View Pitch, and it is report day today, and we've got Dwayne Lowry and myself here, and want to have a little conversation about what this... Uh, report said and um, what it might mean for uh, moving forward here with the market so Duane go ahead and kinda give us a little uh outline of, of what uh, what's coming out of this
0: report well let's start with the corn um, the uh, corn uh, has some disappointing elements if you want the price to go up but I'm not sure that there are long-lasting disappointing elements um, USDA left the yield uh, pretty much unchanged at uh, 168.4. That was uh, compared to 168.2 last month, and uh, but it's above what the trade estimated at 166.8. Production, they uh, came in at 13.779. That's only 20 million less than last month. The carryout uh, was projected to be at 1.929. That's uh, only down about 160 million, uh, excuse me. That's down about uh, 260 million from last month. I think the trade was looking for something closer to around 17. So we're like 230 million above trade mm-hmm. estimates. That's a certain element of disappointment. If you break down into the the table from USDA, they uh, uh minimally lowered the planted acres by uh, uh, 100,000. They lowered harvested acres by a couple hundred thousand. Um, that's not statistically significant, but it's a, a nice little tipping of the hand. The uh, yield, like I said, was 168.4 versus 168.2 last month. The beginning stocks were dropped to 300 million. We knew that from the stocks report uh, last week. Um, by the time you get through uh, ethanol uh, usage, which they dropped 50 million, and they dropped exports another 150 million, and I'll make a prediction, that's the lowest you're going to see for the, the next marketing year of, of any month we get from USDA in terms of their corn export projections. The uh, feed usage for corn, they actually went up 125 uh, million to 5.3 billion. All that ended up with a carryout of, of uh the 1.929, the average farm price, uh, they pegged at 380, which is up 20 cents from last month. I thought that was a little interesting. Um, and um, I want to, I guess, what I want to say about the corn, we're getting, uh, we got a negative reaction from the marketplace uh, after this report came out. And I think that negative reaction is based on disappointment versus expectations, which expected these numbers to be more positive but I want to look at this and say USDA largely punted on the uh, yield estimates uh, just to give perspective in Monday's uh, crop progress report corn harvest was 15% nationally and your key production states were less than that and if you looked at bean harvest that we were 14% national and key production states were less than that I think an argument can be made that USDA did not make any significant adjustment on yield and it had more to do with the fact that maybe they didn't have enough data considering the lateness of the harvest and the lack of harvest activity in key production states. So I think the the argument could very well be that we have yet to have USDA really fully weigh in on what this harvest uh, yield time uh, estimates are going to be. So I think that um, if we React to the report and the negative price reaction. I think it's important that we put it in perspective that it's a disappointment in in uh, compared to expectations. It's not necessarily something that's all that negative from a raw data perspective.
1: So do you think you know there's a initial negative response? Do you think you know we can can get that back and this is a flash in the pan on on corn specifically?
0: Yes, I think that's a fair statement. I also think it's a fair statement to say this is not going to be the beginning of a trending lower period on corn. Is it a buying opportunity then? It might be. Um, I think, and I'll talk about it more when we get to beans, I think from a speculative standpoint, there's a stronger case to maybe want to be Uh, more bullish beans than there is corn, but looking at corn individually, it might very well be a buying opportunity. And if we move the calendar ahead four or five days and we've maintained something in that 375 or area as the bottom side on Deese corn, then I would say that it's with a little bit more confidence that it's a buying opportunity. But I don't expect prices to fall very much. And I'm going to give you a, a, uh, that's based on probably somewhat of a technical opinion, but also I'm going to give it to you a fundamental perspective. We're going to have a long drawn out harvest. We have cash basis that is still um, much above historical norms, uh, seasonal norms. And uh, cash buyers have a mindset that they need to buy corn whenever they get an offer because they don't think they're going to be able to buy much through the harvest season. I think that's driven by, an understanding that storage space is not really a problem. I think it's driven by the idea that um, most farmers are looking at yields that are less than last year. We can argue about how much, but most of them are less, in some cases by a decent amount. And the prices Mm -hmm. that we're given right now just don't seem attractive enough for the producer's operation on a net profit return that makes him super anxious to sell at harvest time. And so. You know, nothing in today's report is going to cause a farmer to go out and say, well, I didn't want to sell it yesterday or, or at, at uh, 10.45 this morning, but now that it's, you know, 13 cents lower, I, I want to go sell it. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, we do have seasonal weight of harvest so eventually harvest will expand. Uh, basis might try to weaken from the, the lofty levels we have right now, but um, it's going to be drawn out enough that I, I think it's still going to be very difficult to have the cash market break very much. And so I think the market will be well supported. I also think that the speculator has not, does not have, has not had a large long position in the corn market. And so therefore, I don't think you have the liquid uh, threat of a multi-day liquidation period. And I think that uh, the large specs have been short corn with some signs that they're looking to get out of shorts in general. They've significantly covered bean shorts. They're probably going to get long beans. They've covered some corn shorts. I don't think anything about this environment makes them want to go add to corn shorts, so I don't see the downside energy on weakness here really building much momentum.
1: Okay, so um, <clears throat> you talked, you, you mentioned basis there. Um, the the short term negative reaction on the on the flat price side of things is probably a good thing for basis to be better and strengthened. But what do you think? I mean, if do you, do you <clears throat> I mean, do you really think basis is gonna, gonna continue? I mean, we've, we've, we've heard and we've seen locally um, about continued basis improvement. I mean, do you think?
0: You know, what's your thought there? Well, I don't know how much more <clears throat> it will improve from the spot bid, and and eventually that spot bid will soften for a period of time as we expand into corn harvest. Um, but. Uh... It's still a situation. We're not going back to a normal level of of basis. We're going to stay with a firm, elevated uh, basis levels versus normal. And once the crop is put away, whatever weakness we did have, it's probably going to come back again. Mm -hmm. And so I think that firm basis tone is probably here to stay. And the one possible exception for that will be some sort of an aggressive futures market that takes you to 420 and above Dec corn and with the market down, you know, 13 14 cents today, now all of a sudden that's 40 cents away. That's mm-hmm. it still could happen, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, right right now that's about the only way I see basis falling very hard. The other thing I wanted to point out about the corn market, we're all going to be dis- you know disappointed that corn was 13 or 14 cents lower today and I get that. It's understandable but it's important to put in perspective the the December corn had a 44 cent rally from the early days of September to right now and the that 44 cent rally didn't actually peak until, you know, um, earlier or actually yesterday there's one that peaked right. so if we're down 13 or 14 cents today that's basically the first real correction we've had and we haven't had a correction bigger than that i don't think since early september so on a 44 cent run if you give back 14 cents or shoot you could could give back 20 22 cents that's only a 50 percent retracement i'm guessing the market has a very difficult time getting that type of retracement in it so the market overall is healthy it's performed well we get a correction reaction to the report i'm not sure it's a long lasting one okay What about soybeans? um, You know,
1: on the report, and and where do you where do you see things going here um, on the soybean side of the
0: equation? Well, again, USDA did not alter the uh, soybean uh, numbers very much in terms of production or yield. Their production was 3.550 billion. That's uh, 21 million below the average guess, and it's uh, it's down uh, about 83 million from last month. They did lower yields by one bushel an acre. Um, I don't know this for a fact, obviously, but I'm suspicious that that bushel an acre is more a reflection of the, the adjustment they made in last year's yield numbers in the stocks report last week, on that day of that stocks report last week. And I think that's what this is. So if, if you happen to be somebody that feels national soybean acre or national soybean yields need to be lowered. I would say you should be confidently looking forward to November and thinking that adjustment is still yet to come. I still am under the opinion that with harvest progress less than 15% nationally, less than even less than that in the key production states, that USDA didn't have enough data to make a strong statement about uh, changing 19 yields. If that is true, um, and you go back to what the yield trends have been, we might still be set up for a notable correction or a lowering of national yield in, in beans here. And, and also corn. And possibly also in corn, correct. And so that still might be ahead. And I think that storyline uh, might mm-hmm. build, build a little traction over the next few to several days as people kind of think through these numbers. Um, so the, the yield, like I said, was down... Uh, about a, a bushel the uh, harvested acres they lowered slightly as well I think three hundred thousand um, and I thought that was interesting I think some people had thought they might eventually raise those up a little bit so I thought that was uh, a supportive feature the uh, crush they uh, raised five uh, million bushels so it was largely unchanged they left the exports unchanged which by the way is already on the low side and with China China active uh, buying beans recently, um, I still contend that they're buying them not as some goodwill gesture. They're buying them because they need them, and uh, if they if it, if that was not the case, um, they would be buying a, a different origin. So I think the the, the uh, bean demand balance sheet has got the worst demand we're going to get. I think from here forward we're going to get better demand numbers. And then when you threw all this together, they end up with ending stocks at 460 million. And that's down from September, which was pegged at 640. And the trade had expected uh, ending stocks to be at 510 and we come out 460. So we're 500 million less on ending stocks. That's 10% less than they expected. and you know, to put that in context, it's important to realize we spent an entire year with a billion bushel carryout number, and we spent virtually the, almost the entire year expecting that this year that we're entering now to have another billion for that marketing year or maybe higher. So this is still you're saying that I also want to say, go back and put this in perspective. The beans had from early September till uh, just, you know, moments before the report, they were on an 80 cent rally. And if a speculator was looking to buy beans on a break and some comfortable, confident, you know, deeper correction that he could feel good about, uh, he never got it. He never got those beans bought. And so uh, at uh, minutes before today's report, we're on an 80 cent rally. And then minutes after the report, we're still on that same rally. We made a new high and we haven't had a deep correction. So you know, is there anything in today's reports that's going to cause the marketplace to say, well, this is a flash in the pan and uh, whatever strength we had in beans, it's not going to last and re- and this is it. It's all over. We're going to focus on harvest pressure. I don't think that's the case. I think the other side is there's actually some, you know, foundational things that have been happening in beans over the last few weeks. Um, and I think it's been um, you've seen the large specs cover shorts in a fairly aggressive manner, and that's something they did not do throughout the summer growing season. And here it is, <clears throat> harvest time, and they're, I'm sure by now, out of shorts and probably going to build into a long position. So the bean market looks pretty good. Um, the other thing I would like to summarize a little bit before we get into a discussion, Chris, is the fact that I want to draw emphasis to, to the idea that I don't think USDA addressed yields in this report because of the, the uh, amount of harvest that's done. If that uh, is still to come, and we see corn and bean yields both lowered, and we already got bean carryout down to 460, it, it, re, it remains very possible, plausible, if not, uh, I would say argue likely, that sometime between now and next spring, we're gonna have an acreage battle discussion. Rather than being where we thought we were, say, 60 days ago, where everybody was going to plant wall-to-wall corn and people worried about 95 million or 100 million or whatever number you wanted to throw out there for corn acres that narrative is changing and uh, as the price adjustments uh, unfold here where beans gain on corn in some way or, or fashion um, we can't have either of those yields drop very much in 19 and and then still avoid an acreage battle if we get the <laughs> acreage battle discussion That's really friendly beans because many Midwest farmer calculations over the last year have probably, you know, and every operation is different, but just lumping it together, there's probably $50 an acre more profit growing corn than growing beans if people just use some benchmark numbers. And, well, that $50 an acre, if you, uh, that's approximately a dollar a bushel. Beans have to go just to get themselves back to even. Mm-hmm. If you get a battle of acreage going on where corn happens to rally, and I don't care that corn is 13 or 14 cents lower a day, that can all change in a month, in a, in a couple of weeks. But if you get 20 cents onto corn, that's, that's uh, another 40 bucks an acre, which is another 80 cents that beans have to rally. So it doesn't take much strengthening in corn that if there is an acreage battle storyline to go with it, all of a sudden we've just talked about a dollar 80 that needs to go up in beans just to make all this work and turn into an acreage battle. That may sound absurd, but it, it really isn't that absurd, really. Another component to that though
1: too, possibly Duane, isn't it that if the corn yield doesn't drop as much as the bean yield does either, right? On on this current harvest. So say we see beans take a couple more bushel off, corn stay the same. That's going to bring that ratio a little closer together too. Correct. Right? I
0: mean, we it is possible you could have that acreage battle discussion come from a different starting point in terms of where that ratio is at now, and it could that it could occur because corn market is weak. But I'll still make the argument that even in today's report, USDA raised their farmer average price by 20 cents. And I think within that is wrapped a message that the corn market is not that bearish.
1: But this year, that 20 cents is going to be eaten up by drying cost. Correct. But we're also (laughs) getting
0: some better basis than we thought we had to. Yeah, we are. And uh, uh, so I, I think there's a lot of story ahead of us, and I think that, you know, uh, I'm sure people are disappointed with the corn price reaction to the, today's report, but I don't think this is the same type of, of report reaction that we got with June with the acreage numbers. It's not <clears throat> going to be the same type of reaction we got with the August report. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be a, a uh, less deep correction, it'll be less uh, lasting period of a reaction to it, and. Uh, Um, so I'm not that troubled by this because we just had a a nice rally from early September and this is really our first noticeable correction and we can linger in this corrective mode into the early days of next week but I'm guessing that we're not going to build a lot of downside momentum Mm -hmm. to this
1: I've always called these reports like this one a typical flash in the pan where you have your 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 standard fundamentals and technicals that are moving the market and one direction or another this happens it's a two three day reaction and then you know we we get back to quote unquote the the regular narratives of harvest and yield and you know the demand story that you love to talk about so
0: much and that kind of stuff I agree with that and we on a foundational level we still have a firm basis tone and I'll guarantee you that as much as the farmer doesn't like this market being down after this report the cash buyer hates it oh, even more yeah exactly because he's not going to buy any corn it's, here it's and he now he's wondering how much more am i going to push am i just going to keep this spot bid and just ex- extend it week by week until i yeah. finally get some it, corn to move but they're concerned that they're going to uh really struggle to get anywhere close to their no- normal Well, short term this is going to give us even more basis
1: opportunity because a lot of people aren't going to want to sell on a you know 14, 15 cent down market or whatever we end up with in the next day or two, if it's lower, that is, like I said, the, the buyers don't want to see that, but it's going to give um, some of these farmers that are able to get out and get some corn out some opportunities for basis.
0: I agree with that, but it is also true that um, after the, the what rains <clears throat> move through the Midwest here in the next 48 hours, it looks like we got a little bit better window. And eventually so. eventually, yeah, eventually, harvest expands and then more farmers get going on corn and then there's contracted bushels that has to come. It's going to be a slow
1: process though, like you've said, because of the moisture and because of a lot of other issues, you know, there's some areas where it's, where harvest isn't going to be as delayed, but you know, there's a lot of pockets where it's pretty wet and not only is the grain wet but the ground is wet right. <laughs> you know
0: and, and I've been hesitant to get too excited about locking in basis uh, because I've, I feel like this firm tone is something that we're probably going to have through the winter period with only a temporary disruption during the harvest but if you happen to be a producer and you can harvest corn or you are harvesting corn now and you have some you know, good spot bids, or you can get them to push some additional or give you some favorable or you have some terms hedge to arrive there, or, or you have like something that. hedged on the board. You know, there, there is an opportunity here that you might uh, want to lock in some of that basis on those kind of bushels before you get a little bit of a downturn in basis from expansion of harvest. But looking at it from a bigger picture, um, I think we're going to continue to have a, a firm basis tone and whatever weakness we get during gut slot harvest and there will be some, um, it'll probably be Mm -hmm. only temporary. Um, So um, that's kind of how I see the reports. Um, Even the beans, again, you know, we're on an 80 cent rally. We've not had anything deep for corrections. People that wanted to buy beans could never get a deep enough correction to feel good about it. And so now we get a report out that I would argue is foundationally constructive. And uh, I think that if we get any type of corrective activity just because of reports behind us, and and maybe some will be disappointed that the market didn't maintain its initial post-report reaction of strength. But again, put it in perspective. You had an 80-cent rally without much of a correction, and now you get some weakness after the report comes out. So what if that lingers for some days going into early next week? Overall, this is a constructive pattern. Overall, the, the balance sheet is moving in the right direction. Uh, we got China buying, which 30 days ago people didn't think was going to happen. Um, we, you can continue to find stories about China being aggressive in in doing things to shore up their pork production industry, mm-hmm. and and they are determined they're going to get that done. So there's there's a lot of constructive things that that uh, should keep any weakness to a, a relative minimum here. So. I, I think that to the extent you know people are disappointed in today's reporter price reaction, put it in perspective, and and I think uh, this is not going to be a long lasting period of weakness.
1: Great. Well, I think this has been a good conversation. Any any um, final questions I didn't a- ask, and we'll get this wrapped up uh, that
0: you can think of. No, not that I can uh, <laughs> not that I can think of. Um, The last thing I'd want to say, whether the market is on a down market or it's on an up market, yield variability is very wide across the Midwest, probably wide even within the footprint of your own region. Okay. Mm-hmm. So whether you're listening to Chris and I talk about price levels or somebody else or you read an article about it or you hear a neighbor talk about a price, your marketing decisions need to be based on your own numbers. Uh, you know, what's your what, What's the basis you can get in your region? What's the, what, how, what's the yield look like on your operation, your costs? you got to make those decisions based on your own. If you base a decision because somebody thinks futures going to a certain level or a certain level is a great price, how, how, how does anybody know that? Basis levels are too different from one location to the next. Yields are so different from one farm to the next within the same location. Don't get caught into a trap of uh missing sales opportunities that are given to you either by basis or spreads or futures or whatever or maybe a combination mm-hmm. of yield you had a good yield you know make sure you run through the calculations and focus only on your own operation
1: yeah, sometimes trying to get that extra two or three cents can cost you 20 cents or make you wait a long time again. Uh, yeah to get back to that level so well, hey, Dwayne, thanks a lot for the conversation. I appreciate your final comments there, too, because that, that echoes the AgView Solutions motto of, of run your business based on your own numbers. And I think that's really a, a key thing. And so um, we'll be back on Sunday again with a market update and outlook for the new week. And, and unless something wild and crazy happens. Uh, the end, the very end of this week. So thanks a lot, Dwayne, appreciate it. Thanks Chris. you bet and thanks everybody for listening and we will catch you again next time on the Agview pitch. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Eggview pitch. As always, you can reach out to us at Cbaron at agviewsolutions.com or Dwayne L at netends.net. We'll catch you
0: next time on the EggView pitch.